0: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wassalatu wassalamu ala ashrafil anbiya wal mursaleen, Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam, tasliman kathiran kathira. Fama ba'du, my brothers and sisters, today I want to talk to you about one of the greatest of the sahabiyat, the greatest of the women sahaba, women companions of Rasulullah sallam, and her kunya was Baraka. She was an amazing lady and she had the distinction and the honor of being the only human being who knew Rasulullah from the day he was born to the day he died. She was part of his household from the day he was born to the day he died. Now, to go to her story, we do not know how this young Abyssinian girl ended up as a slave for sale in Makkah. We do not know her roots, who her parents were, or her ancestors. There were many like her boys and girls, Arabs and non-Arabs, who were captured and brought to the slave market of the city to be sold. A terrible fate awaited some, some of them who ended up uh, with cruel masters or mistresses who exploited them and who, uh, who who were cruel to them and sometimes they killed them. A few in that inhuman environment were a bit more fortunate. They were taken into homes of more of better people, more gentle and caring people. Baraka, the young Abyssinian girl, was one of the more fortunate ones. She was saved by the generous and kind Abdullah, the son of Abdul Muttalib. She became the only servant in his household, and when he married, Uh, the lady Amina, she looked after her Amina's affairs also. (coughs) Now, two weeks after the couple were married, according to Baraka, Abdullah's father came, that's Abdul Muttalib, came to their house and told his son to go with a trading caravan that was leaving for Syria. Now Amina his wife obviously was very sad and she cried and so on. And she said, How strange, how can my husband go on a trading journey when I'm still a bride and the traces of Hannah are still on my hands. But anyway, none of that changed anything. So Abdullah left and his departure was heartbreaking. Now Am Amina was so anguished and so sad that she fainted now soon after he left baraka says that i saw i mean unconscious i shouted in distress and pain and i said oh my lady i opened her eyes and i opened her eyes and looked at me with tears that running streaming down her face and she said uh, she said take me to my bed baraka so, this is Baraka, she's speaking, she says, Amina stayed bedridden for a long time. She spoke to nobody, neither did she look at anyone who visited her except Abdul Muttalib, the uh, father of Abdullah, and he said that, she, and Baraka says that noble and gentle old man. Two months after the departure of Abdullah, Amina called me one dawn, at dawn one morning, And her face was beaming with joy, and she said to me, Oh, Baraka, I've seen a strange dream. So something good, my lady? Baraka asked. She said, I saw lights coming up from my abdomen, from my belly, lighting up the mountains and hills and valleys around Makkah. So Baraka says, I asked her, do you feel pregnant, my lady? She says, yes, Baraka. But I do not feel any discomfort as other women feel. And Barakah says, I said to her, you will give birth to a blessed child who will bring goodness. Subhanallah. So long as Abdullah was away, Amina remained sad and, and, and you know she was in that state. Now, Barakah stayed at her side trying to comfort her and to make her cheerful by telling her stories and so on. Amina, however, became even more distressed when Abdul Muttalib one day came and told her that she had to leave her home and go to the mountains as other Meccans because of an impending attack on the city by the ruler of Yemen, somebody called Abraha. Yeah, imagine, Barakar saw all of this. Subhanallah radiyallahu said to him that she was too grief-ridden and weak, but, insi- uh, but insisted. She said this, and she said, but Abraha can never enter Makkah and can never destroy the Kaaba because the Kaaba is protected by the Rabb. Abdul Mutalib got very agitated, but there was no sign of fear on Amina, on her face. Her confidence that Kaaba would not be destroyed or harmed was well founded. It was She was very strongly confident. Now, Abraha's army, of course, as we know the story and I mentioned it before, uh, eventually then Allah Taala revealed, uh, told us about this in Surat al fil uh, and his army was destroyed. Now, Amina never left and she didn't uh, go into the mountains. That day and night, Baraka stayed beside Amina. She said, I slept at the foot of her bed and I could hear her groaning at night as she called for her absent husband. And her groans and moans would awaken me and I would try to comfort her and give her courage. The first part of that caravan from Syria returned was joyously welcomed by the trading families of Makkah. The Baraka went secretly to the house of Abdul Muttarib to find out about Abdullah, but there was no news. She went back to Aminabha, but did not tell her what she had seen or heard so that she would not be distressed even more. The entire caravan eventually returned, but not with Abdullah. Later, Baraka was at Abdul Muttalib's house when ne- news came from Yathrib that Abdullah had passed away, he had died. Baraka said, I screamed when I heard the news. I don't know what I did after that except that I ran to Amina's house shouting and lamenting for the absent one who would never return. Lamenting for the beloved one for whom we waited so long, lamenting for that most beautiful youth of Makkah, for Abdullah. The pride of the Quraysh. When Amina heard the painful news, she fainted, and she said, baraka says I stayed by her bedside while she was in the state between life and death. There was no one else but me in Amina's house. I nursed her and looked after her during the day and through the long nights, until she gave to her she, until she gave birth to her child, Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam." On a night in which the heavens were resplendent with the light of Allah. When Muhammad وسلم, was born, Baraka Radiallah was the first to hold him in her arms. His grandfather came Abdul Muttalib and took him to the Kaaba, and with all Makkah celebrated his birth. Baraka stayed with Amina. Radialana Barka Radialana stayed with Amina while Muhammad وسلم, was sent to Badiyya with the lady Halima Saadiya, who looked after him uh, in the open desert. And at the end of five years, he was brought back to Makkah. And Amina received him with tenderness and love, and Baraka welcomed him with joy and longing and admiration. When Muhammad wa sallam, was six years old, his mother decided to visit the grave of her husband Abdullah in Yathrib. Both Baraka and Abdul Muttalib tried to dissuade her. Amina, however, was determined. So one morning, they set off. Amina, Muhammad, and Baraka, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, wa huddled together in a small howdah uh, mounted on a large camel part of a huge caravan that was going to Syria. In order to shield the tender child from any pain and worry, Amina did not tell Muhammad sallallahu wa sallam, that she was going to visit the grave of his father. The caravan went along at a brisk pace. Baraka tried to console Amina. For her son's sake, and much of the time, the boy Muhammad slept with his arms around Baraka's neck. The caravan took 10 days to e- to reach Yathrib. The boy Muhammad was left with his mother and uncles of the Banu Najjar, while Amina went to visit the grave of Abdullah. Each day, for a few weeks, she stayed at the grave. She was consumed by grief. On the way back to Makkah, Amina became seriously ill with fever. Halfway between Yathrib and Makkah at a place called al Abwa, they stopped. Amina's health deteriorated rapidly, and one pitch-dark night, she had a high fever. This fever had got to her head. She became delirious. She called out to Baraka in a choking voice. Baraka says, she whispered in my ear, Oh, Baraka. I shall depart from this world shortly. I commend my son Muhammad to your care. He lost his father while he was in my abdomen. Here he is now losing his mother under his very eyes. Be a mother to him, Baraka, and don't ever leave him. Baraka says, My heart shattered and I began to sob and wail. The child was distressed by my wailing and began to weep. He threw himself into his mother's arms and held tightly onto her neck she gave one last moan, and was then silent forever I want to stop here and inshallah we'll do the rest of it uh, tomorrow I just want you to reflect and think and I reflect and think also while all this is happening the one who sent Muhammad into this world is watching and he, of course, had the power to cure Amina. He had the power to not to uh, allow Abdullah to die before his. he could see his own son. He had the power to do anything. But he did what was his hekma. He did what he knew to be the best. And that is the message I want to give myself and leave with you, that... We trust Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not only when we understand what Allah is doing, but especially when we do not understand what He is doing. Because we know that He is al-Hakim and He is al-Rahim. He is the most merciful, and He is the wisest, and there is no one who is wiser than He is sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And therefore we trust Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala completely and totally. wa <inaudible> wa